miss that sweatshirt so much and i'm so sad witchy a that i we bought this in salem yes and i've tried to find because i can't remember the company i just i need to find it i need to find it again i need to buy myself another one i'll look at the tag i don't know if that will clue us in at all but i've looked on etsy and i just can't find the exact one Um. i should uh. okay well if you were in salem in 2018 (laughs) right or 2019 you know what and you were selling these (laughs) <laughs> I do think that we DM'd them or tagged them in a post. Oh, you are right. I think we did. I think you're right. We'll find the sweatshirt. <laughs> We're on the hunt. I'm on the hunt. You got to find you the witchy I AF. need that again. It's so freaking This cute. is my year-round ghostly sweatshirt. I mean, aside from – what am I talking about? I wear all of our merch all, all the, the time. time. I, I, my whole wardrobe is year-round yeah. <laughs> ghost-themed. You know what I'm obsessed with? Is the sweatshirt that Creeps and Crimes made for us with the cryptid bean. Oh, the cryptid bean. It is the bean. most comfortable sweatshirt. And it's I got so it in a large, so it's like super comfy. I sleep in it every night. Yes. And I, I I could wear it. That's like my year round could wear every day. I might, the, I might mm-hmm. have to change my death outfit. It might now be this sweatshirt because <laughs> the cri- the cryptid it's bean. no longer overall. <laughs> Cryptic bean. Cryptic bean. Wait, uh, this is reminding me because you're talking about it being larger on you. Remember in the 90s when the style was like a really – like all the pictures of my mom when she was pregnant with me and like right before it. It was oversized sweatshirt and then the leggings with the stirrups Yes. (gasps) They're back. They're back? I saw them hanging on a rack at Target for sale for money. People buy them. I sent a picture of my mom and she was like, oh, I should have kept mine. I was like, let's be real. You're never going to wear these again. Wow. <laughs> Things are coming they back. Always Even do. the items that we didn't think ever would. You know what else comes back? Little stirrup. Legging. Spirits. Ghosts. Spirits. It's called haunting <laughs> and they do it all the time. All the time. I, your voices. <laughs> you always say that I have a voice for like voiceovers, but Corinne, you... I would love to be your child because I can't wait for – actually, I'm just going to – when you're reading your kids' stories, I'm just going to be like, hey, can you call me in? I need to fall asleep too. I need help. <laughs> oh, wait. I saw I saw online, which when I say online, that means I'm TikTok <laughs> now, but I'm just trying to not say on And then TikTok you just out so yourself anyway. But I saw online, someone had a great idea where they had their child's favorite books read aloud – like basically, you know, on your phone, how you can do a voice recording, a voice memo. They had different relatives and and like best friends record them reading the book. And so they could be oh like, okay, like tonight, gosh. what book do you want to read? And their kid can be like, I want to read When You Give a Moose a Muffin. And then they're like, great. And then they'll pull up the recording of grandpa reading When You Give a Moose a Muffin and then just like flip through And the also book. just imagine how special that is like when your relatives like pass away. I know. Because my grandma I know. Pa- passed away, I mean, many years ago now or a couple years ago now. And I have a voicemail from her, but it can I play it real quick? Yes. Because yes. I don't want to ruin it because you'll laugh. Okay. okay. This is the grandma that smelled like 
Cigarettes and coffee, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, hold on. I don't know why I'm leaning into my microphone like I'm going to be able to hear it better. Oh. My headphones Good morning, are here. Alexis. It's Nana. Just calling to wish you a happy birthday. Have a great day. Sorry that uh, you weren't available to pick it up, but I'm thinking of you. Again, happy, happy birthday. Love you. Bye-bye. It's um, Tuesday morning about, uh, I guess, uh, quarter of eight. Almost oh. quarter of eight. All right, darling. Again, happy birthday. Bye-bye. You know why I love it so much is because it's not even for me. She accidentally called me, but it was for my sister's birthday. I heard your sister's name at the beginning, and I was thinking, you poor middle child. <laughs> she calls you by your sister's name, but it was for your sister's birthday. It was birthday. on July 12th, yes, yeah, so and my sister's birthday, but oh, yeah. But I saved it because it's How the lucky only that you have that. It's the only recording of her voice that I have. And I was like, even if it's for yeah. my sister, it's just so makes me even just listening to it, I like warmed my heart. Yeah, it's very special. Very special. I I kind of uh, have a morbid sort of voicemail collection box as well, where every single time someone leaves me a voicemail, if they've previously left me one, I, I delete it and keep their most recent one oh. so that I have their voice most, most recent. recently. It's mm. really nice. Yeah. But how special that you I have know. that now. And I should send it to my sister every year on her birthday. You sh- <gasps> Sabrina, you should. That's so nice. You really should. That's so sweet. I will. I love I that. Will. Remind me. You can get it like <laughs> something like forget. bear or something. <laughs> I'll remind you. I'll remind you. Um, when I had, I think I've told you this before, but you know, my friend Sam, who I had befriended like the year before he'd passed yeah. away, when he had passed really tragically, when we were in middle school, he was in, he was in high school. I was in middle school. His parents put the very last voicemail that he left them, which was only maybe 20 minutes before he had gotten to an, into an accident, put it on a website so that we could all listen to oh his voice. Oh, my gosh. Which Ugh. is just – I mean, it was – they're just like the most thoughtful people in the world to be doing things like that. But uh, the amount of times I know we all sat there and just replayed it and cried. Yeah, the voice is so right powerful. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It really is. Remember we were oh. talking about this with Ladies and Tangents, too, because they were talking about their kids. And I was like, how wonderful that all of your kids are going to grow up and have hours and hours and hours of – it's not necessarily stories of you talking to them, but just you telling stories, you talking about your life. Like, your kids are going to have a huge diary of you. Yeah, and we do talk about our life a lot on this. Mm-hmm. And we have <laughs> – so sorry, children, for our vocal fry in the first few years and, I don't know, whatever else – you know what? I'm not sorry because that's just the way – that's the generation that we grew up in and everybody has a little bit of vocal fry and that's just the way the voices are right now. So – Also, can I just I'm say – I'm not sorry. As a woman, I – and in my life, I have been told to be small. So vocal fry, I think a little bit, is holding back the power that is within your diaphragm to make yourself smaller. And so F society. And also in our defense, I will say I think – specifically certain episodes where people were like, whoa, that was real croaky. That was super vocal fry in the beginning. We were also recording for, we would record multiple episodes in one day. We would be, we'd be on like hour six of nonstop talking. So of course our voices were going a little bit. Back off. Now we drink tea when we have double recordings. Yeah. I liked your little tea um, thingy thing. I don't know what it's called. Oh, oh, this thingy? It reminds me of a baby rattle. Ball steeper. Ball steeper. Anyway, speaking of talking and our vocal fry, we are going to read your stories back to you. This is basically, we're doing what the the TikTok told you of record someone telling you a story. We are recording ourselves telling your story. You are we're very telling. welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I also love your outfit right now. Those colors look so Thank good you. on you. The jewel tones. I think that's your I think that's your like my, color swatch. I, green is I think my color swatch. Squatch. Sasquatch. Color squatch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really change also, between – we recorded – so like if you see me in the last two episodes, I'm basically wearing the same thing. Okay. What I'm about to say, I need I need to say it because it's a compliment, but it's going to sound a little bit maybe not like one, but I'm it nervous. is a compliment. Okay? okay. Do you remember when Ursula in The Little Mermaid becomes a human and she's so incredibly beautiful? Yeah. Do I look like her? And she's got like dark brown hair. Yes, because you're wearing the Ursula vibes. You're beautiful <laughs> mm. human Ursula. Mm. Well – Wait, did I say you're wearing the Ursula vibes? You're wearing the Ursula colors. Whoa. Well, I see. I, I can't even talk. I'm so flustered too. in your presence. I'm wearing her vibes. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm evil. I love her Keep song. Singing. When she, yeah. Oh, gosh. I love her. I don't know. Ursula's a. F- I. Yeah. You poor unfortunate souls. Yeah. <laughs> like that rich. Okay. Well, Ursula Vibes, I have a story from a listener that is called Demonic Old Lady That Follows Me, and it's from our listener, Sarah. Oh, just as lovely. Let's hear it. And just like a teaser, crawling is involved. Okay. (laughs) Hello. First off, I just have to say that I love listening to your podcast. I work overnights in a grocery store that is closed overnight, and it's really a lot of fun watching over my shoulder every second. For a little girl who has been haunting the entire side of my town for the last 200 years because I've been listening to all of your spooky stories. I'll write in on that juicy topic another time. But my encounter (laughs) for this message doesn't have to do with any of that mess. This is a story about someone's creepy grandma who has been haunting my dreams for at least 17 years, if not more. Can I get a high five for sleep paralysis, ladies? (laughs) (laughs) there's the high five i have suffered from the same paralyzing nightmare for as long as i can remember i want to say the first time it happened was when i was about 10 years old pretty carefree at 10 years old living my best life really i remember this dream so vividly because i've had to relive it basically my whole life it begins with me waking up in my room At the first time of this dream, I loved my room. Around my bed, my mom had painted the night sky. Oh, so beautiful. Black and blues filled with sparkling stars and a gigantic moon. The middle part of my room had been painted with big colorful circles of red, blue, and yellow on a white wall. And then at the end of my room, it was the prettiest of pinks above my closet area. So waking up to the stars was always fun until this absolute literal nightmare. I wake up and lay there in the dark and go back to sleep because hello, it's smack in the middle of the night and I love my sleep. I wake up on my back and suddenly realize that I cannot roll over. Panic already sets in, but my heart basically stops when I hear from somewhere near the closet the soft whisper of a woman speaking so fast it sounds like a foreign language. Ooh, I think it's my mom. So I ask my mom what's going on and why she's in my room in the middle of the night, but nothing comes out. I can hear myself talking, but I'm not making a sound. I can't lift my head to even see her or what she's doing. So she does me the sweetest of honors and crawls across the ceiling so I can see her. (laughs) 
If this is the worst. If you're wondering how my mother was able to do such a thing, spoiler alert, she can't. My mom was sound asleep in her room with my dad, dreaming of puppies or something else way more pleasant than the reality I'm living in a few rooms <laughs> over at the time. This demon of a woman was not my mother, but I could not identify her at all because I realized she has no face. No. To this no. date, she oh, has managed to keep her head turned away from me every time I see her. And I'm okay with that because I am more terrified of seeing her face or lack thereof than I am of having this dream. She has been nonstop doing this low whisper that seems to fill the room the entire time. It sounds like there are 30 people whispering at once. Even over the terrifying sound of pitter-patter across my ceiling from her demon arms and legs, why couldn't she just float over to me? Oh, right. She's saving that for another time when she appears when I get married and move out into my house with my husband. So in this moment, she drops <laughs> from the ceiling after letting out an ear-piercing scream, lands on the oh. foot of my bed. Oh, oh something just moved. Ah. No. Ah. Ah. <laughs> there was just like vibration in my building. And it just felt like the same way oh, of like God. the dropping. Ugh. I felt like I was hearing it in your building. Okay. So she... Earthquake? <laughs> she... She drops from the ceiling after letting out an ear-piercing scream and lands on the foot of my bed in a hunched-over, grudge-like manner. Hell no. Never revealing her face, she crawls up the bed slower than a snail while contorting her body, continuing to do the whisper nonsense. I am trying to scream no. this entire time, but nothing is coming out. I am just a bystander. Then she grabs my ankle to what I assume is devour me like a pelican swallowing a fish hole. My mom Ooh. suddenly shakes me awake and asks why I'm screaming. I hysterically start crying, no longer paralyzed, and she sits up with me all night watching TV until I fall asleep next to her on the couch. The next day, I retell the dream exactly as it played out, and my mom tells me it was just a nightmare. Okay, mom, I believe you. Except... It was not just a nightmare because I have the same exact experience everywhere I go. Everywhere. No matter what house, no. situation I'm in, people I'm with, state I'm in, sleeping vessel I am on. My ex-husband woke me up multiple times throughout the marriage asking why I sounded like a dying whale because most of the time, my scream outside of the dream comes in a muffled sound. It's the same woman, the same sound, same event, only it happens in whatever room I'm in at the time. Or tent, because it's happened while I was camping before. It happens twice a month, if not more. This woman wears a black dress that looks Victorian, and she has long, gray, frizzy hair that is down to her knee. Again, I have never seen her wow. face. My boyfriend of three years so far has adjusted to this nightmare and promptly wakes me up if he sees me sleeping on my back or hears the muffled cry. I've read that sleeping on your back can trigger Good. it. I am very thankful for him, but I have no idea what I did to have someone's creepy as hell grandma follow me for all these years, but I would be the happiest person on this planet if I could send her to her family. Thanks for reading. Hopefully she doesn't know I'm talking about her and stays away from me tonight. Keep it spooky, ladies, and see you on the other side. Sarah. You know, I don't really think that this is someone's no, grandma. No, I don't think this is a person It's at a all. demon. This is a demon. Yep. <laughs> This is an entity. At first, I was like, oh, this feels very Lady of the Lake, right? Like something in the room without a face, the long hair, all that 
all that vibe. But the fact that it moves so quickly, it contorts, it stretches, it goes on the ceiling, it drops down onto you. Oh, yeah. no, no, truly the most terrifying thing I could ever envision. And for it to happen over and over and over and over again. And I realize her boyfriend is now accustomed and, and knows what to do when she's having that dream. But like, yeah. is that ever a dream that you could get accustomed to? I don't think so. I no. think I would have such a visceral reaction. So so incredibly fearful every single time. And who, how do you get rid of her? How, like, be gone. I don't know. Also, I just... It kind of feels like an insidious moment, too, where it's like, is this creature waiting here for the opportunity to take over her soul? I just had like a very... I'm, I don't think it was anything. It very possibly could have just been my bangs in my peripheral. But I swear mm. there was like a black little shadow that went across the corner <gasps> of my room. No. But I'm just going to – I'm going with the theory because, like, there's a piece of hair that I see right here in my eye – like, in my eyelash. You can – everyone can see it. It's right yeah. there. So I'm just going to pretend it was that. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Do you sleep on your back? No. You do? No, I'm a stomach sleeper. You don't? Actually oh. – Oh, that's right. With a pillow over your head. The only way I sleep on my back is if Leia – because when I – I start on my back and Leia kind of sleeps here for a minute, but then I – I do what we call the tuck and roll. So she'll start to fall asleep and then I'll tuck her in and roll to my side and have her in my arms instead. Oh, that's cute. So that's my paralysis right is Leia you. sleeping on me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what this thing is. And for it to keep doing this horrible dance each night, it's scary. And to like the sleep paralysis thing, I've heard plenty of times that if you sleep on yeah. your back, you get sleep paralysis more frequently. And I am a back sleeper, so, and I and you've had do get yeah. sleep paralysis, but never at night. Only when I nap, Interesting. which is odd. But it does make me wonder if like there's some sort of positioning of your like astral being when you're on your back that hmm. that makes you more prone to it. Sends up some sort of like alarm to the being in the world. astral plane. I don't know. And then also, yeah. I, Sarah, I want to know more specifics about this tent experience because Sarah said it happens like the same exact way every time. So did this demon lady mm -hmm. crawl on the ceiling of the tent? And how close um, then is she to – and it's almost like it, this entity doesn't have a face. Like this demon has the capability of doing so many things and morphing into something, but it can't construct a face. Mm -hmm. You know what I dread? What? Is the day, the paranormal activity-esque, the day where maybe they're painting the ceiling no. or there's some sort of marking somewhere and she has the sleep paralysis and when she's awoken, all is well, her boyfriend wakes her up, it was just the bad dream again. Go back <gasps> to sleep. Daylight comes and they see fingerprints, toe prints, the scuttles of the knees dragging against the ceiling. She's hey, there. Well, you really just painted that horrifying picture for all of us. Thank you, Corinne. <laughs> I'm literally curled up into my sweater. Oh, I just, I mean, who's to say she's going to stay in the nightmare? I don't even think it's a nightmare. That's the craziest part. I, it's it's real. It is real. I believe it too. Hi, 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 hi. Okay, what do you have? Okay, let me, let me read you, read you a tale. A tale as old as time. <laughs> You know what? Let's do let's do one a little bit nicer oh, that's nice. to okay. offset what we just the horrors we just yeah, experienced. So okay, so this is from Hannah and it is called Ghost Writing. Hello, TGOG girlies. Oh. Here is my story. Girlies. girlies. 
When I was about four years old, I remember drawing in the kitchen. I ran out of paper, so I went upstairs to get some more. There was no printer paper left, but I found some big 8 by 11 paper, so I took the first piece off the top of the stack. I remember running back downstairs to continue my drawing, but for whatever reason, I decided that I should take the paper and hold it to the window in the living room. The only way that I can describe what happened next is if you take a wet paintbrush and write out a word. That is what I saw on the paper. So I decided that I would copy the letters down onto a piece of paper. Of course, I don't remember even caring so much as to show anyone what I wrote, but my mom found the paper later that day. From what my mom has told me now, what I had written out was my great-great-grandfather's name, and I'm talking first, (gasps) middle, and last name. My mom was shocked, but didn't ask me about it at the time. I have a terrible memory due to some concussions that I had in high school, but this one memory is something that I can still visualize and relive. I have many more stories of my childhood that have been retold to me by my mom, my dad, and sister. The home I grew up in is an old New Englander built in the 1890s. The home alone has shown not only me, but almost everyone in my family its history. I'll leave you with one last memory that my dad only told me about within the last eight years, but the way the upstairs is laid out, you'd go up the stairs and could take a right into one of the rooms and then take a left that would take you to the three bedrooms connected. The first room that you would walk into was my parents, and then mine, and then my baby brothers, which did not have a door that separated our rooms. One night, my dad remembers me coming into their room and standing at the edge of their bed. My dad asked, what's wrong, Hannah? In which I said, it's too loud in my room. Everyone won't stop talking. I love the podcast and love you guys so much. Every time I listen, I feel like I'm just hanging out with some of my girlfriends. I plan on sending the other stories in, so I'll look forward to hearing you read my story. Love and light, Hannah. Okay, so Hannah, you are talented and open to the paranormal and have been your entire life. Baby witch. Baby witch. Baby witch. Isn't that incredible, though, that Hannah, in her little girl self, just like trying to get some some drawing in, suddenly felt the urge to hold a piece of paper up to the window and then you know those like buddha boards that yeah. you do you can like that's exa- essentially what she was describing like the the wet marks of like where to write how to trace it what to say the great great grandfather guided her in writing down his full name to give the message Jeez. how beautiful and he kept the attention span of a young child right. who just wanted to draw something came through her that is so cool just channeling i'm so curious if Hannah, do you are you able to do that more like now? I because it's interesting because I feel like that very much could have just been like great grandfather coming through, or it could also be a skill that Hannah has and can can grow. In mm. interesting, I don't know. I don't know, but clearly, I'm I am curious too. Hannah shared basically a room with her brother. And a bunch of ghosts. And and a bunch of ghosts. And I do wonder if, wait, was it her brother or sister? Did I make that up? No, her baby brother. Yeah. I wonder if he saw anybody, if he remembers any spirits wandering about the bedrooms at night. Yeah. Again, it's, I mean, Hannah should, when uh, we obviously can't go back in time, but Hannah needed to wear that creepy kid shirt because she was a creepy kid. Oh, yes. Creepy kids unite. Can I shop our merch? We got creepy kid can merch I wear for all a creepy the kid creepy shirt? kids out there. Yeah, I'm a kid at heart. Absolutely. I'm, st- I'm still trying to love my inner child. <laughs> I should get the creepy kid bib. 
because I spill so much food on myself whenever. <laughs> Me too, honestly, but it won't fit around my neck. Pack it for restaurants. <laughs> like, lobster, like the lobster bib. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Another ghost story. Another ghost story. This is from our listener, Rosalind, and it is called A Ghost Saved My Teddy Bear? Question mark. Oh, this sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. I'm a UK listener. I discovered your podcast literally last week, and I'm hardcore obsessed. I love how you tell such creepy stories, but in a really reassuring way. I would have your voices in my ears 24-7 if I could. I don't think of myself as particularly sensitive to the paranormal, but I have had some weird experiences throughout my life. The most significant one, though, has been in recent years. Full disclosure, and this sentence makes me very happy. I am a 27-year-old woman who still lives with her parents and collects expensive teddy bears. Not a good combination for someone on minimum wage, TBH. <laughs> you know what? It sounds so cool, It does. Though. And also, self-care. Do what, you, what makes you happy. My parents' house is a very drafty, old, semi-detached townhouse in Colchester, Essex. Essex? Yeah. Okay. Which has always been simultaneously beautiful and creepy because it's designed like a church with stained glass windows and a lot of wooden arches. It also has the original wired doorbell, which has a habit of ringing on its own sometimes. Shortly after we moved in, my mom found out that a photographer called William Gill lived in this house in the 1800s. In fact, there is an inscription on the outside wall made by his daughter. That's so cool. I love just knowing the history of homes. That is super cool. I know. The first few years we were there, I always thought it seemed like the kind of house that should be haunted, but never really experienced anything. However, in 2020, shortly before the pandemic, I had a very vivid dream in which I woke up early in the morning to see my cat, Robert, photo attached for tax, sitting on the edge of my bed, fixated on the hall outside my room. As I followed his gaze, I saw a man with white hair who was turning to look at me from the corridor. I thought it was my dad initially, but just as I was thinking he was too young and too tall to be my dad, I was suddenly awake much later in the morning, looking at the exact same spot in the hall, but no one was there. The fact that so much time just like, whoop, bye. I know, right. I dismissed it as a strange dream, but it felt so real that it stuck with me. Fast forward to earlier this year, my mom got really into finding out about the history of the house and specifically William Gill. One afternoon, she was on a coffee date with my aunt, and when I went to meet them, she was halfway through telling my aunt about what she'd found out. She said that she had not been able to find any photos of William Gill, but had found some photos he'd taken and had learned that he had apparently been an extremely kind man and good with children. He also had a a lot of health issues apparently, and his hair had gone white when he was quite young. So as you can probably imagine, this specific detail made my blood run cold. I asked if he had been very tall, and she said yes. Fast forward again to a few months ago, I woke up unusually abruptly at around 2 a.m. convinced that someone was in the house. I heard the unmistakable sound of my mom walking in the hallway which is not unusual because she's a chronic insomniac and frequently wanders around the house at night. However, <laughs> after a few minutes, I realized I could hear both of my parents snoring in the room next door. 
Still thinking that we had an intruder, I was too scared to bring myself to look in the hall, so I stayed staring at the ceiling as I heard someone walk up into the attic room. However, strangely enough, after around five minutes, I felt a sense of calm and safety washing over me, as if it was my mom out there in the hall, and I fell asleep again. The last weird experience happened last week, and this is where the bear obsession comes into play. I had been reading a lot of stories on Reddit about paranormal encounters and was feeling very spooky. Anyway, and I fell asleep (laughs) cuddling my favorite teddy bear, Cecil. I woke up a few hours later at around 2 a.m. again, and I couldn't find Cecil anywhere. After searching around for a few seconds, I suddenly realized that he was sitting neatly on my bedside table. Being half asleep, I thought nothing of it. I'm still unsure as to whether I put him there in my sleep, but... It would be very unusual as I'm famously a complete dead weight once I'm asleep and I do not move at all. I also asked if either of my parents had come into my room and they both said no. It's probably just me being a sentimental idiot, but I like to think that I dropped Cecil in my sleep and the ghost of William Gill put him on my bedside table so that I'd be able to find him when I woke up. I like that. Me too. Me too. Keep being awesome and most importantly, stay spooky, Rosalind. Oh my gosh. I want pictures of the bears. I mean, I want all. Yeah, me send too. Send us pictures of Cecil and all your bear collections. This this feels like a very helpful spirit intervention sort of story to help you and, and your bear. Keep your bear safe, but also it's like, or is the bear possessed? Is this a spirit that's attached uh, yeah, to the bear? What came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> I do like this ghost though, William Gill. This this William photographer Gale. kind, he just likes his house and he's wandering around and has white hair and is tall and is protecting little teddy bears and just, I don't know, just living his right. life. It is creepy. And it was his daughter, right, that had done the plaque yeah, outside so too. So fatherly. He's, he, he's had kids. Yeah. He's familiar with, with children's toys and teddy bears and stuff and knows how important and sentimental those things can be as people – grow up and become collectors and yeah. and you value your things and so i like that yeah that he's keeping he's keeping this expensive collection yes. alive, alive and cared for it's very kind i appreciate it that is very yeah. kind we need to see these teddy bears though because i mean we are not strangers to haunted dolls or bears my but i feel like i've never seen a collection of old Oh, teddy that, bears. yes, yes. But I had a haunted teddy bear, the Costco bear. You did. The nightmare mm-hmm. Costco bear. Uh, the like newly manufactured Costco bear. That's what's so horrible about your haunting I know. situation. Every time I saw it. It's not just like this old antique bear or something that was hand stitched yeah. in someone's haunted home. Like it was straight out of a factory. I did start sleeping with my bear from childhood, whose name is Bear. He's missing an eye. I started sleeping with him again. I don't know. And you yeah, did? It's just very comforting and cuddling. Um, it totally A lot is. of the work I've been doing in my treatment is just taking care of my inner, my wounded child and being like, hey, mm-hmm. adult me's here. I'm here and I'm going to take care of you. And so I'm just trying to take, you know, give her like these joyful experiences and cuddling with my bear is one of them. I love that. And, too, I feel like your childhood animals, too, help protect you yeah. from the boogie monsters and other threats that you have when you're a child. Like, I still sleep with Mr. Piggy every time I'm yes. home because Mr. Piggy protects me from, from the, the ghosties. ghosts in my house. You know what I you really just does. found also because I played the voicemail from my grandma in the beginning of this episode? 
Mm-hmm. I have a voicemail from you from 2017. No, Sabrina, we might have to edit this out. Was I wasted? No, no, it's actually it's you telling me a ghost story. Oh, okay. Let, play the tape. Okay, well, <laughs> it starts with Okay, that's State Farm. That's not who I want. It'll be interesting to hear how differently I spoke because I wonder if I've lost any bit of like the California twang that I had while I was out there now being back in New England for a few years. Okay, you said that I Okay, the only thing is that in this voicemail, it says, I don't know if I was going to say it on the podcast. Oh, what do I say? You were in school during one of your breaks, and there you were in a hallway. There's a lot of blanks. Oh, yes. Yes, that was when I was in grad school. Okay, I think I wasn't – maybe the reason I was thinking of not saying it on the podcast before was probably like I might have had like a privacy thing being like, oh, maybe people shouldn't always know exactly like where I go to school every day at this certain hour. So that's maybe why I was thinking of not doing it. But that was – remember at Salem State when there was a group of people, we were all waiting to go into our classroom, and I saw a girl in like a dark classroom move across. That that must have been it. That's it. It's – Look Should we just that. listen to what you sound like? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's listen to like 10 seconds of it. Hi, I know that you are in work, but I have a story, a very quick story for you. Um, that I'm just going to tell you now because I don't know if I would want to say it on the podcast because it just happened just now at school. During one of the breaks, we were, a few of us were in the hallway. I can't hear anything. Did I just disappear? Wait, you didn't hear it? Oh, no. Oh, I just played it. That was weird. You sound the same. Oh, the computer the computer froze oh. for me on my end. <laughs> Maybe the ghosts were like... But that's okay. I sound the same? You sound the same. Yeah. But <laughs> I, like, now shame, I have your voice shame, saved. Corinne. We'll protect you. <laughs> this is the thing. Is I have my voice saved. People don't love calling people. I, I see if I have yours. love calling people and I love leaving voicemails. My friend Jill only communicates over calls. So if I really need to talk to her, I know I have to, I have to call her. Sabrina, I do not have a voicemail from you. Which I'm going to say is because I probably answer, you answer every, every time. time. You call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to call me and leave me a voicemail. Okay. Actually, I have I have hours <laughs> of your voice talking to me. What am I saying? <laughs> I have our conversations taped. We have for like hundreds, eight hundred hours. hours of it. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have to call me and leave a voicemail. <laughs> I'm going to anyway, and it's going to be like the most pointless, nothing voicemail ever. But this is like called action to all of you. Leave uh, voicemails for your loved ones. I don't know. And have yes, your loved ones leave voicemails for you. Or voice memos. I don't know. Absolutely. Okay. All right. This email, obviously I picked it because the subject line was, need your help. Am I getting possessed? Oh, no. I hope not. I hope not too. We're going to find out okay. though. Hi, girls. Taylor here. As much as I love your podcast and listen daily, yes, I replay episodes when I don't have new ones to listen Hmm. to, I never wanted to write in with my own story. I have seen, heard, been around ghosts my whole life. Nothing crazy and nothing directed at me. Until now. About a year ago, I moved in with my boyfriend and things started to ramp up quite quickly. At first, items went missing when both of us knew that we'd placed them in a specific spot. Weird, but all right. We looked for them. Days would go by and items like a key that we put in our key bowl or a charger that we plugged into the wall next to our bed were still missing. Mm. Mind you, these were things that we have a place for and we didn't really move them around. A few days later, they would be right back where they were after completely vanishing. weird. Plugged into the wall? Like, who did that? Still, we brushed it off, semi-thinking that it was one another, but we both knew it was not (laughs) us. It was annoying and it made us bicker, but... Nothing too bad. 
it started to become more frustrating because the items that started to disappear were more important, like his wallet or my passport two weeks before going abroad for one Mm. month. We were going crazy. Yet my boyfriend did not believe that it was a ghost. He made every other excuse, but we both were so tidy and we didn't have many hiding spots for things to fall into in our apartment. I just knew. The night before our flight to Barcelona, I had a dream that made me wake up gasping for air and crying, but I could not remember it. The next day, I had a bruise that looked like fingers on (gasps) my bicep. Weird part was they were so deep and purple, but didn't hurt at all to the touch. What? Fast forward a month. We come home from our vacation, traveling five different countries. We were so relaxed, but very exhausted. Pretty much forgot about all of the activity previously. We were just happy to be home. We got in and decided that we would take the next few days to reacclimate ourselves from the jet lag and get back to work. So we just left out our suitcases in our den. The next morning, my suitcase was open and rummaged through. I asked my boyfriend, were you looking for something? And he said, the cat must have done it. Excuse me, what? Calzone, my tabby (laughs) cat, cannot unzip an oversized luggage and place it properly on the floor. Calzone. Calzone. At that moment, I noticed the bruising on the side of my thigh. Another bruise that was so deep and looks like a hand. And where the fingertips would be was the darkest color purple. Oh. Now, I wake up with bruises in different places at least two times a week. They don't look a little, oh, I bumped into the table bruise. They're weird shapes. Is my boyfriend haunted? And does he have an entity attached that is maybe jealous of me? How do I stop this? I have burned through three sage sticks and things are not letting down. The physical bruising is getting out of hand. My coworkers, I'm a Pilates instructor and wear sports bras and shorts to work, keep asking me what's wrong and gave me iron capsules. I don't think it's an iron deficiency. I feel fully exhausted all the time. Weak AF. And I'm a strong girl and I'm only 25. I have crazy nightmares and wake up in sweats nightly but can't remember them. Migraines and bruising everywhere. I went to my physician and everything came back pristine. Guess what I found today? No. The capsules in the sink. Need your advice ASAP Rocky. Best. Tay. Tay. No. Okay. I think you need to move. Taylor. This is, yeah, this is like full on, right? Like It's not a possession. It is like an angry ghost attack. Like at first I was like, oh, maybe it's just a poltergeist and you know, moving things around, it starts out benign, but now this thing is getting physically violent and targeting specifically Tay. So right. It's and if sage is not working, cleansing is not working, one, maybe seek out help from a medium, like a psychic or someone who can cleanse spaces professionally, but then yeah. Move. And I think everything Taylor needs to do, her boyfriend needs to do too. That's true. But like it yeah, I guess is it that well, you're right. It could just be that space. Right? They went because to at Spain, first it was like, it was oh, fine. could this be right, exactly. Their trip, it was fine. It only happened back in that space. So perhaps there is some sort of evil entity in that space. And should they move, they need to do everything in their power to make sure that their space is cleansed, they are cleansed, and they can move right, forward. They don't bring it with. But yeah, I mean, this yeah. totally sounds like something that could result in possession, but it doesn't even matter if possession is like the end horrible thing that happens. You're being physically harmed. Not cool. And whatever's happening at night, your crazy nightmares that you're experiencing that you can't remember, it's affecting you in yeah. your daily life. The migraines, the tiredness, like these are, this is reminding me of like Amityville Ugh. horror, right? Like 
the different scenarios where one person is beat down and made so tired and like constantly tormented and pushed to do something horrible. Yes, exactly. Tay, you need to get out of that space. I'm, Mm -hmm. this was, I was just looking at the date. It was sent in October. Sometimes I'm like, can you guys put your phone numbers on here so that we can call you and check in on you after we read your stories? Oh, she did? Taylor did. Yes. Her number is, no. (laughs) Should we call her real quick? It's at the bottom now. Yeah. Why not? We can't surprise her like that. Taylor. But uh, wait, if we do campfire, wherever I leave her campfire stories again. <laughs> we should have her come on campfire stories when we get it up and going again and have her give us the update. I'm like really tempted. The first person on. Do what you want. I'm going to call her. But I will say this has made. I'm going to do it. Okay, but then you're going to talk for 20 minutes and we're not going to be able to finish this episode. <laughs> you're right. And I do need to go to the bathroom. Okay, fine. I'll Maybe I'll text her. Call her from the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be so fun, actually, to read someone's story and then call them and see this. Oh, we should do this. Why don't we do this? Everyone put your phone number at the end of the thing. If you send us your email, you are giving us permission to call you at any time while we're recording and reading your story. Phone a friend. It's phone a friend. Get an update. Oh, that's interesting. That could be really interesting. And then if if you don't pick up, you have to call us back with an answer and leave us a voicemail. And, and then we, we can have, play it. We can play the voicemail. Yeah. This is fun. This is fun. Phone a friend. Okay. But I'll also say that Taylor did change my perspective on the classic like items being moved, items going missing for a few days because that's happened to, to me plenty of times and specifically happens often in my childhood home in vermont and i always just thought it was like oh silly ghosts playing pranks like whatever (laughs) like give me my item back but now it's making me realize that that could be a tactic depending on how you respond to that situation it could be a tactic of demonic entities Mm. and poltergeists to try to pin people against each other and make people frustrated and yell at each other it's divisive (sighs) and messed up whoa Mm -hmm. that's a i didn't think of that in your your you're on to something. Taylor's on to something. <sighs> Taylor, do you want to join GBI? Because we could use your expertise. I like how I like how Taylor emailed us being like, I need your help. And we're like, now you're you have hired. A, you've been assigned a job. <laughs> we need your help. <laughs> we should like just create like a, a fake but real GBI and start assigning positions to people. But you don't get oh, paid for this job. It's it's, we should. Uh, it's just an honorary title. Absolutely. Yep. There are definitely some people I, I I can't remember who. Oh, but we sent we sent our moderators some gifts, and I think in the note I I wrote that we were promoting them on our pyramid <laughs> scheme triangle. So they've all been promoted. They're close to the top, you guys. Yep, they're getting, they're getting up, up there. there. Well, that'd be a fun game. We could do it on the Two Girls One Ghost app where we have. Literally every business idea possible that has different options. Yeah. It's like <laughs> pick your own adventure. <laughs> the all-inclusive. Um, okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Send us your stories and your phone numbers because we will call you. Um, <laughs> leave us your voicemails. <laughs> Have your friends and family leave you voicemails. And then also email us your ghost stories. Most importantly, email them to us at twogirlsmongostpodcast at gmail.com and join the pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you to the team at Upfire Digital for editing both our audio and video. We are very appreciative. Thank you to all of you you. who come every single week. We love you. We love you. And we will see see you you on the other side. side.
Very special.